of Stub Me Down. My name is JW, and of course, as usual, I am joined by my best friend Skinny, who today is a very special day for this guy. We're celebrating his 51st birthday on the beach. We're in Atlantic City. We're sitting in a hotel room right now. We're going to be celebrating at a bar in a little bit, and then we're going to be celebrating on the beach, so... Quite a way to celebrate and ring in another year of life. Skinny, say hello to the people. Hey man, thanks. I'm excited for today. Last night was amazing. It's good to be in AC and seeing these shows, so I'm really excited for today. See a bunch of people, hang out, talk about last night, which we're going to talk about today. So that's really cool too. So it's an awesome day. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, getting a birthday show. Get a little choked up. Getting a birthday show is pretty good. Megan yeah. got one last week, so it's nice that you uh, you have that in the in the bag. I mean, plus we're we're in Atlantic City, the ocean's right there. As Skinny said last night, we did see fish live on the beach in Atlantic City. Right, this is very cool because first of all, this is the first time Stub Me Down has recorded live on location from a show. I guess we're gonna kind of let the cat out of the bag here a little bit, but we're stubbing. Well, skinny stubbing me down, but on last night's show. So I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the game plan here. So a little bit different than what we are usually doing because the show is so recent. But um, we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. But on the last episode of Stubby Down, episode eight. Birds of a Feather, Skinny and I took a look at a Phil and Friends show from the Tower Theater in Philadelphia, or I should say in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, from April 13th, 2000. A kind of limited number of songs that they played at that show. There were only 12 songs, but it was a super jam-heavy show, a lot of music in those 12 songs, a bunch of songs that the Grateful Dead had shelved for pretty much you know the entire 70s 80s and 90s with alligator cosmic charlie new potato caboose so we got to see some really cool music there i think the greater significance of that show skinny was it was the first one that kind of started our friendship of going to see shows Uh, you talked a little bit about kind of being reinvigorated with the grateful dead and this kind of starting that off for you so really cool again to visit with a villain friends show there and just the significance of, of this one it, it meant a lot yeah it meant a lot to me it still does all that stuff has more meaning the more shows you go to especially if you have you know a really close crew like we do of, of friends sometimes you know they cycle in and out that's what happens in life but we've been doing this for a long time it's not like it's uh an Olympic sport or something, you know what I mean? We're just going to see concerts, but you know what I mean? It's still, it, it is awesome because music has a lot of meaning, I think, for, for us and uh, a lot of people that we know. So it's awesome, bro. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure. It can, it can be a little bit of an involved, you know, we talked a little bit offline before we started recording and you talked about yesterday, you know, you went and hung out in that poster line for a couple hours and walking around on the boardwalk and then going to a show, you know, it, it could be an Olympic sport because there are some people that have perfected it to uh, that level. I think. I think we're we're maybe not. May, maybe we're we make the qualifiers as far as the Olympic sport, but maybe we're not standing on a podium at the end. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I guess I could say I stood on some sort of, like, merchandise podium yesterday because we did get our hands on that sweet poster that they had for AC, the, the Lucy El- the Elephant poster, it's, which apparently is that guy's first time doing that, and that thing is a home run in any park. Yeah. It's I'm really nice. Definitely pleased and grateful for you waiting in line to get me that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was cool. It was only 100. It's fine. Yeah, it was only 100 degrees outside. As I said, so we are here in Atlantic City. Last night, Fish played the first of their three-night run. I won't call it a festival, but it really has that festival feel, at least in the venue. The venue here is huge. I mean, it's got to be 400 yards from the stage all the way back to the end of the venue. It's gigantic. I can't wait to see some of the overhead pictures of it just to get a sense of scale about how far back on the boardwalk it goes. It is intense. And you're on the beach, so it's it's just effort to, like, walk around I kept I was dancing last night I kept having to like cover in the holes so that I didn't break an ankle right or fall backwards right or fall backwards because dancing on a beach is it's much different than dancing on a field or in a row of seats right so that has definitely been an adjustment I think for some people just because And unless you've been to Mexico, you haven't really danced to fish on a beach, right? So, but it is very cool. The sound in there is phenomenal. Fish is in the midst of a 22-show run. This was, last night was the first of three that they're doing in Atlantic City. Uh, Megan and I got on in Deer Creek. We saw the three nights there. The first night of Deer Creek was just absolute fire um, and is my clubhouse leader for the show of tour so far. No bias whatsoever there. Uh, but they had a couple of big jams there in the second set. Blaze on Simple were just phenomenal. I got a sand. I mean, it was it was a great show. Then went to Hershey. We brought the kids to night two, which was a lot of fun. And then back here in Atlantic City. So Really, the story, I think, of the early tour is they've been doing a lot of 20-minute jams, 20-plus-minute jams, some real big ones. Carini, early on, Chalk Dust Torture. There was a monster tweezer from Georgia. So they are really tight. The band sounds good. Fishman's got this sample pad with these goofy laughs. He was using it last night. Yeah, Yeah, he was was using that. I think it's interesting when he started using it, everybody thought it was funny, and then some people were like, eh, maybe he's using it too much. (laughs) I think the mindset of Fishman is, fuck y'all, I'm gonna do whatever I want. So, it's been funny. None of that shit bothers me, man. If the band is having fun, I'm having fun. After this tour, we'll be able to really get a good sense. Is this 4.0 or are we still kind of in an extended 3.0 era? Skinny, I might be starting to come around on on 4.0 fish here. The sound, I feel like, is a little bit different than what it was when they were playing in 2020. Trey's got that new guitar that just sounds fucking sick, dude. He's doing some wacky things with some pedals and he's got that like dirty bullfrog tone that he's been busting out pretty much at every show they're taking some jams into some real exploratory places 
Not many new songs. We've got, you know, some of the Lonely Trip stuff that Trey did during the quarantine. Gordon dropped a new tune the other night called Casual Enlightenment. Trey had a, another quarantine tune they played called A Wave of Hope. So there are some new tunes. I wouldn't say that they are really flushing their set lists with new music. But the tone does sound a little bit different from what we had heard about in the pre-COVID era. What do you think about that? I don't know. I just know that like they were doing a lot of stuff I haven't heard, or maybe I they were starting to play it the last time I saw them, which was, you know, or winter tour, kind of December 2019, and then going to New Year's run. I had no expectations about last night, and I heard a lot of new stuff that they were doing as a band that I hadn't heard before, and that to me, I guess, was the measurement of it all. I felt like, whether it's 3.0 or 4.0, I'm caught in the middle of, <laughs> they just play really well, I don't care what fucking era <laughs> it is. You know, I think that's where I'm getting to the point of, I want to set myself up to complain. I did that last night, and it was a very, very successful strategy. On Twitter, there's the pick five, you pick five songs. It's, it's sort of like the game that we used to play back in the day. And then I was also making some picks on a message board that I post on. But I stopped making picks as soon as I got on tour because I couldn't hit a goddamn thing. Right. And I didn't want to be pissed that I called uh, Wolfman's brother to open the second set and they didn't play it or they played it in the first set and I don't get the points for it. So it's all so fucking stupid. It is. Um, but it's funny. But it's fun. It's funny. And at the very least, it's good for you know a laugh at yourself when you go to as many shows as we do and you can't figure out what they're going to play. But I think that that's what keeps keeps it fresh, keeps us on our toes. You got anything else before we? Nah, man. Let's just let's get to it, man. Are you ready for me to stub you down? Yeah, man. I am. Birthday stub down. Fish from Atlantic City Beach, Atlantic City, New Jersey, August 13th, 2021. I mean, right there on the beach. Yeah, Friday night on the beach, man. Just the anticipation, the excitement leading up to this. We hadn't really crewed up for a fish show since 2019. We have our friend J.O. in town, our friend Rick in town. We've got just a slew of other people. We've got some new friends from the podcast. We finally met Brian from Attendance Bias last night. That was really cool. So just the air of excitement. Everybody's in such a great mood. I mean, you're on the beach. People are going to be just feeling great in general because of the atmosphere. Then we get in. And not only is it hot outside, but the band was hot. They came to play. All right, let's take a look at the first set here. So they open the show with Cars, Trucks, and Buses, ACDC Bag into Blazon, Wolfman's Brother, I Didn't Know, Funky Bitch, Rift, and they close the first set, Skinny, Dancing on the Sand, to Sand. Great set, though. I really enjoyed the beginning of it. The Cars, Trucks, and Buses trait gave a little bit of a shout-out. If you're not familiar with the New Jersey Turnpike, there are a couple of spots where the Turnpike splits, and there's a sign that says Cars, Trucks, and Buses, and 
hence the name of this particular tune. But that and then the ACDC bag with the... Put them on a beach. Oh, uh, yeah. Put them on a beach and let them fight it out, right? So that was really cool. And then the Blazon was like a 13-minute monster. That was a really fun jam to start the show. Something that they kind of got into right away. I mean, you're talking the first 20 minutes, they got into a pretty heavy jam there with the Blazon. And then the Wolfman's brother that comes after that, I think. And we've talked a little bit about the Wolfman's as a vehicle to really kind of get a show started. I think we specifically spoke about that in the first episode of this season. We talked about that Saratoga Springs show in 2004. And that Wolfman's really keyed that show kind of taking off there. And I think the Blazon fills that spot here, but the Wolfman's, and we did just listen back to the Wolfman's before we hit record, and that is a really sick jam. Yeah, I mean, the cars, trucks, and buses was a real surprise. For me, I don't know if I've ever seen that as a set open. So it was really well played. I I love that open. That was really cool. And then the bag was great because of the reference there. That was really fun, just being on the beach, too. I love that stuff, man. The, the, the fact that like the crowd knows the lyrics and like they can go along with pretty much, that's the inside joke, right? Fish fans especially, or any type of like music fans are very into what they're putting out there. So when they do a reference like that, the, the whole crowd kind of like adds steam to the show. And then, yeah, the Blazon had a really deep jam, and but the Wolfman's jam was really, really good. And that's where I... Speaking of teases, so that was like the first tease of the night for me. Although I'm sure, you know, somebody a lot smarter than me knows a lot more about what they're doing. But they did like, they were dropping into a tweezer, I felt like, at the end of that. It was some really dark, deep jamming in that Wolfman. So it was a really, really, I, I started saying it then, like, wow, man, this, these are really good versions of these tunes that I've seen a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, then you get a vacuum jam with Fisher. In my humblest of opinions, that is a really great opening first set to any show. I don't care where you are, but like down the beach, like that was great. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned the teases. This tour, I feel like, has been super tease heavy. They've done some crazy teases. They did a My Woman from Tokyo tease in the Deer Creek Simple. I've heard I'm a Man in Tweezer, the Alpharetta Tweezer, I heard it in there. The Alpharetta Tweezer had Esther teases, McGrupp. I heard a Manteca. Some people said it wasn't Manteca. They are definitely mixing in some things that I think it just makes it so cool. I'm never going to get all the teases because I don't have as deep a music knowledge as others do about I'm a man. Those are songs, they might be familiar to you, but you might not be able to pull out like, you're like, oh man, that sounds familiar, but you might not know specifically what it is. So it's very cool that they keep weaving those teases in and out. Some of them are a little bit more obvious than others. Getting a vacuum solo, it's always fun when they get a little bit fishy. The end of the set, dude, that sand. We're dancing on the sand. Maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek there, but I don't fucking care, man. That sand was so dope. It was such a fun version. We saw a great version, almost 14 minutes in Deer Creek, which was the third song of the set. This closed the set and was just perfectly placed, although it seemed like the band was a little bit surprised 
at the end of it that they were gonna take a set break then because there, there was no big close on it. You know, they just kind of stopped playing it and they're like, all right, we'll be right back. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was in the beer line, which is like my only complaint about this set, because I know you were in the line for the first couple songs of the set, and then we had to get back in that line. Uh, it got better as the show went on, so it's so packed in there, and people are masking up and stuff and doing like that. You got to do you, you know, hopefully everybody's taking care of themselves, but there is enough space to kind of distance yourself if you want distance. That's what I noticed last night. I think we'll be at that same spot, probably tonight yeah there's definitely plenty of room for everybody but man those lines for concessions are just yeah. brutal i mean we probably waited 30 minutes yeah, you know, yeah. 45 minutes just to get one round please take our money right <laughs> you know and the other thing is too bro it's like the 32 ounce can of miller light so mm -hmm. it's like by the time you get about halfway through it the thing it's, is like it's, bad. it's like drinking bath water but, I'm not making that mistake tonight. Yeah. Man, it's going to be a water night for me. Yeah. I'm positive of it. Well, I'll have my fun probably before we get in there and then stick with water. The bathroom lines were not bad. That was They definitely have enough porta potties there. But again, the size, the sheer size of this venue is what blows me away. And we were not even halfway back last night, if you think about it. We were at what? Exit 5 thereabouts and it goes back to 12 right and we were i mean it felt like we were like super far back from the stage there mm -hmm. but it continues to go back twice as far so really crazy i mean i know you had this like i guess <coughs> we didn't have an argument last night <laughs> but like we were talking about like the size and i was like you know i said it festival is the biggest i'd ever seen like out there you know, that was like 60. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Big Cypress was, you know, 80 or something like that. But the sh I think the shape of those, and if you look at like overhead, somebody just posted, I think Secret Cab Driver just posted a picture of Coventry because Coventry began in 2004 today. Whatever the date is, doesn't matter. But the crowd was kind of more like an oval in mm -hmm. front of the stage. This is literally like straight back. Mm -hmm. rectangle so you don't necessarily get the width but the depth um, of of this crowd is is impressive for sure a lot of extra tickets too man there was i saw some posts of tickets just stuck in different spots on the boardwalk so interesting that people race to get all these tickets and then end up eating I think some people might have bailed because of the corona spikes and stuff like that, but the sheer number of tickets actually at the last few shows has been surprising. But I think that that's something we kind of we kind of always see on tour, you know, especially summer tours. Yeah, but we saw that before in yeah, Hampton a, with yeah, the ticket, ticket tree. tree. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a, yeah, I don't know what that phenomenon is, but, you know, and in that set with like you said to get back to that that funky bitch was really well played the rift was really fun and then a good sandy like i said even though i was in the beer line i mean you know i paid attention yeah they, they're just on all cylinders yeah so i loved it loved, yeah. the, loved the first set i hate to be like yes i was drinking all the kool-aid i was like fish is awesome 
it's okay. Yeah. This is a this is I don't a, care. this is a good time to drink the Kool-Aid. Let's just review that first set, Skinny. The first set opened with cars, trucks, and buses. ACDC bag into Blazon. Really nice segment of music there, the Blazon. Then after the Blazon, Wolfman's. I didn't know. Funky Bitch, Rift, and they closed the first set with Sand. So really some fun segments of music. No dogs in that set whatsoever. Definitely a great uplifting way to start this three-night event. The second set, they brought it, man. They brought it. They opened the second with a monster tweezer over 20 minutes. Tweezer went into Bathtub Gin, which went into Everything's Right, into Possum, into 2001, into Rise, Come Together, into Harry Hood. They closed the set by going into more, and the encore was Loving Cup. So right out the gate here, there was a tweezer kind of hanging in the air after Alpharetta, and which was a monster tweezer, no question about it. The one that they played last night though, We've only listened to part of it back, but that is a definite highlight from this show. I mean, and then going into a bat type, like that's a heavy hitter set right there, just right off the bat. And I feel like Everything's Right is one of those tunes that is starting to really fill that spot. I won't call it a heavy hitter, but the jam out of Everything's Right, nine times out of 10 is gonna be pretty good. But, I mean, the, the tweezer gin to start this thing, that's 35 minutes of music that is phenomenal. Yeah, for a second set open, the first night, this is my first stop. Just to be able to, to get to any, I always feel like this is a nice, you know, I have a lot of gratitude for it, man. It's a blessing. It's so much fun. I love music. And, uh, yeah, they brought it. The tweezer went really into some dark places, too. I thought they were doing that before in the set before. And I, that's where I thought I heard the tweezer actually was in the um, Wolfman's. If they played in the first set, that would have been phenomenal, too. To open that up second. And then the bathtub had these, like, completely divergent jams at the end of it. I can't even remember if they brought it back. They didn't. They didn't really bring the clothes to a bathtub back into it. I could stand corrected, but I, I'm pretty sure it just went into the Everything's Right. And the Everything's Right did the same thing with that possum, which built the end of the jam and the Everything's Right crescendoed into the possum, which that was a highlight transition. Yeah. And out of the possum into 2001. That whole string of songs. I mean, you got to keep, you have to, well, what about this and what about that? You have to, because I mean, they all just go right in a line. Right, it was a straight set. They didn't take any breaks right. at, uh, at all in set two. So they're now piecing these pieces of music together. The Everything's Right wasn't very long. It was only about eight minutes, but it flowed perfectly out of the gin and it flowed perfectly into possum so those transitions were pretty smooth i would definitely say that now keep in mind we have not had an opportunity to dissect this show like we usually do here on stub me down it's not even noon the day after the show so we are going basically off of memory and i did drink a couple of uh heavy hitter beers maybe before the show there um as well so we are working from memory and just a little bit of refresh on a couple of the tunes but i think in the moment last night we knew we were getting a pretty good show and i think that that's going to stand up 
once we have the opportunity to, to roll up our sleeves and listen to that tweezer a couple of times. The 2001, I definitely want to check out. But you also listen back for those transitions. I'm always intrigued when they, you know, they take a song like Everything's Right or Set Your Soul Free or even Soul Planet, which you might not necessarily get into, you know, The Ocean is Love or Set Your Soul Free or Everything's Right or Just Hold Tight, but they are great jam vehicles that the band has really developed quite nicely over the, the few years that those tunes have been in the mix here. I was, uh paying a lot of attention last night. The phone was away the entire show. I think I might have checked it at set break and then just tried to focus in and lock in. And the tweezer gin, the Everything's Right jam though, out of that into the possum was great. Possum just drops and they started 2001, like everybody where we were, was dancing. Dance party, huge dance party. And like, you know, they brought it down with like a rise come together. And I've seen that a lot lately. That's like been, I would love to see the stats on that. Obviously we don't have them because we didn't talk about this before, but I've seen that a lot lately. That's been played a lot. I actually thought that was a nod to his wife. Yeah, their, their anniversary. anniversary was yesterday. Still, even if you were like, ugh. I've seen that a lot. They still played a pretty sweet hood after that. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Which, and very thankful everybody did not bring glow sticks to the beach. And I Not a like, single one. I didn't see a yeah. single one, Skinny. I was so pleased about that because... Pick up your trash, too. We yeah. always pick... I put my trash in front of me, and then I pick it up and take it to the trash can. Like, that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why the trash cans are there. Right. You know what I mean? So Trash cans... And this was a problem that I had at Deer Creek, too. This is just a complete random observation, but they're are definitely have not been enough trash cans at some of these shows that I've been to since since we've been on this run. I mean, this second set is loaded with heavy hitters. You know, when we talked about that Hartford show from 2016 about them stacking the deck and the show being good on paper because they've stacked it with a bunch of heavy hitters, like a, in that case it was you know Disease and You Enjoy Myself and Carini, uh, nothing that had been nothing that was really to explored here you've got tweezer you've got gin you've got possum you've got 2001 you've got hood in the second set i mean you can't put together much you know they you throw a yem in here and you've got like the heavy hitter of heavy hitter sets they really brought the fire and the big guns out to get this run of shows started we left at loving cup but the greatest part about this venue is like I heard the whole song because yeah. we were walking along the boardwalk. Yeah. And I, you can, when you, we exited at five and, you know, we're walking back up towards 12 because we're staying at the Hard Rock and it's like, you can hear the whole thing. So I technically did not walk out <laughs> of, the of the encore. So technically I did not walk out. I heard the whole thing. I, you know, Megan and I were talking on numerous occasions as we've walked around Atlantic City for the last two days about people that are just here to hang out or gamble or do whatever you do in Atlantic City and they see this freak show carnival of people with, you know, red donut on every possible article of clothing. You've got a koozie, I've got a belt, a watch band. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's it, code it's, for it's, live music. Right, it's a little cultish, but at least we're, we're aware that we're in a cult. And it's not a death cult. 
think so. <laughs> just remember, it's just a rock concert. It's right. It's just a concert, right? <laughs> but I mean, as you walk down the boardwalk, and and that's cool. It's this whole carnival atmosphere, and it extends the length of the Atlantic City boardwalk, and everybody's just happy and having a great time. And when the band drops a show like this, you're gonna see it on the faces of the people in the crowd. One thing that I thought was interesting that was missing, we didn't really have any water songs last night, so I would expect to get, you know, maybe a song I heard the ocean sing, or, geez, water in the sky, a, a number of water tunes that are out there, I think you could see because of the obvious nod to the Atlantic Ocean, which is right there next to us. Did you see anybody swimming in the, in the ocean during the show last night? I did not, but of course I did not have a view of the ocean from where we were standing. No, we were up by the, I guess, Mike's side, but I mean, you know, 700 yards away. <laughs> but those speaker towers are amazing. I mean, everything, it's not even a delay. It's, it's, the sound is good. I thought there was going to be a little bit oh, of an man. echo from the band because of the pier that's behind them, but they have hooked it up. I mean, there's five sets of speaker towers. They do have some video boards, too, so you yeah, can Yeah, I was it. watching the video boards last night. Yeah. So. I mean, it really does give that festival atmosphere. It'll be interesting to see if, if today's set has that festival set atmosphere. Obviously, they're not doing three sets like they would on a Saturday at a festival, but usually the band has that a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more stretched out feel to it at a festival. So it'll be interesting to see if that translates to the music today and tomorrow. I wanted to say to you, you asked me about people swimming and I I saw them when we first got in, but then we were over on that other side. But what I did see were a lot of those little small ambulances cutting through the crowd last night at least like four or five times. So I mean, it's too late to warn you now, people. <laughs> I mean, by the time we cut and produce this episode, it'll be after, but, like, use your heads, man. Mother Nature doesn't care about you. You know what I mean? Stay so, hydrated. Stay hydrated, and if you're swimming in there, do know it's at your own peril. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the ocean was angry that day, my friends. Well, I, I, I can compare this in very broad terms to when we, when we were in Mexico. 2016 and of course the crowd was much much smaller you're talking only a couple thousand people that went to that first Mexico run this is you know you're talking 30 or 40,000 people right. here and the ocean there was like you know much calmer and was just kind of lapping up on the beach it wasn't you know big breakers coming in although the ocean was relatively calm yesterday I, I just find it incredible that this is the scene you know this is the backdrop for these shows because Fish has played. They've played in the Boardwalk Hall. They've played a bunch of shows there. They played at Bader Field. You know, they could have done something similar there. Having this on the beach, I just think it adds kind of a, a different, cool, unique element to it and has just been so much fun. And I can't wait for tonight's show because who the fuck knows? I mean, the tweezer's off. The hood is off. The 2001 is off. So now you start to think about what are your heavy hitters left while you've got that. You enjoy myself that's out there. You know, now maybe we're, we could start to get into some rarity or some bust-out territory. Maybe we'll get an Iculus or something cool. There's a Reba that's got to be floating around out there that hopefully we'll catch. Man, so, you're asking for a lot. Yeah. Well, 
Listen, I know you always say that my favorite show is the one I'm at. I'm kind of like that with songs now. I'm enjoying exactly like what they're doing and putting out there. And I'm less of a hater. Everybody thinks I think I'm really critical. <laughs> I just have things I don't like. I'm sure I'll hear some of those this weekend. Yeah. I mean, they're always on the table. It is what it is. Yeah. Last night's show was definitely going to stand up. It's going to be hard to top that, too. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, if you're a band that can keep up with what they did last night, which is them, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> they prove night after night that they can top themselves. So yeah. I'm, well, I'm not setting myself up for some stupid disappointment because I know they're not going to disappoint. It's literally what will they do next, I think is really what keeps us on the line at this point because they continue to top themselves. After the Alpharetta show and the monster tweezer, I thought, man, that's going to be the show at tour. And then we saw Deer Creek Night One, and I was like, holy shit, maybe I just saw the show a tour. And that was with a horn smack dab in the middle of that first set. Then we get last night's show. Hershey shows were great, had a lot of fun there. Then we get last night's show. I'm not necessarily chasing songs or looking for anything in particular, right? I'm just here to have a good time. I'll do the analysis after the fact. You know what I mean? I'm just excited to see what else could they possibly have in store for us. I think we're in for it the next two nights if what they did last night is any sort of prologue for sure. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. I'm super excited for tonight. Man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, let me just review the second set from last night, the first night of the Atlantic City run from August 13th, 2021. They opened the second set with Tweezer, nice 22-minute version there that went into Bathtub Gin, into Everything's Right, into Possum, into 2001, into Rise, Come Together, into Harry Hood, into more to close the set, and the encore was Loving Cup. There was also a, uh, a couple of notations here just from Fishnet. Trey teased Fire, the Ohio Players version, in Funky Bitch and then again in Hood, um, so I'll have to listen back to hear that. Just overall, I gotta go back and listen to this whole show just because was so much fun. And interestingly enough, Skinny, the Bathtub Gin has made several appearances and they've all been second set appearances. So no first set Bathtub Gins, that's usually a first set staple in there. Definitely pleased that they are working that in as much as they have. I mean, overall, man, hell of a show. I can't wait to do it again. Hey, it's a birthday show for you too, so maybe you'll maybe they'll do something extra special just for your 51st. Yeah, I seriously doubt it, um, but we will have some fun today. I'm really excited. I know that when I get on the road, unfortunately, yes, this will come to an end. <laughs> when I get on the road, I'm definitely putting on set one of this show um, you know, for the ride home. So we're going to definitely listen to this one first. Who knows what will happen tonight? It would be nice. I don't know what they could possibly do to top themselves. I'm not that special. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so maybe they'll throw me that curveball tonight. I, I think you're pretty special. <laughs> but yeah, excited, man. Happy to be here and always talk about a show. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, man. And it's really cool to do this again, recording live the day after the show. We certainly haven't had the opportunity to do that because 
we haven't been on tour with each other since uh, 2019. Great opportunity to jump right in on a show we just saw that's still still pretty fresh with us, and I think the excitement and maybe even a little bit of the attendance bias is there as well. But we'll get a good re-listen on this one and be geared up for tonight. Skinny, you got anything else on August 13th, last night in Atlantic City? Happy anniversary to my wife. That was on Thursday. We got here a day early, so I just wanted to say that to Amy. Amy, thanks for doing all this with me, like putting up with these recording sessions. Like, I know that she doesn't like it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I, yes, I just wanted to say that to her. This has been an amazing trip already, and like, you know, we're not even halfway through it. So, excited for the day in store, man. It's awesome talking to you. Yeah, man. Happy anniversary to you guys. That was awesome. I can't believe that was a year ago, man. Hard to believe. I had my officiating, wedding officiating debut, and uh, yeah, I was a one and done on that one. So very cool that we get to celebrate not only your anniversary, uh, but your birthday today, and Megan's birthday was last Saturday, so we get to celebrate with everybody today. What better place to do it than Atlantic City, New Jersey, with a fish show to cap it all off this evening. Uh, we partner with several people the first is actually we are now officially part of the lot by primal soup so that is really cool you can go to couchtour.com you can find all different types of vendors there but you can also click on stub me down and it will give you direct links to our show on the lot by primal soup we're really excited about this opportunity it, it's you know something really cool that's coming to fruition for us and that just means more listeners really guys we just want to partner with people so that they can get their name out there and we help the community and in turn we get listeners and we're able to do this and talk to you guys. So we're appreciative of that. So please check that out. Also, Jamazon.com, they have fire hats. I'm wearing them on tour right now. So you should check out their website. I am really interested to see at the time of this if they brought their LED beach balls. Mm. So yeah. I would like to see those in action. I'm not... I didn't see any last night, but if you do, that's Jamazon. Those things are cool. They're really cool. Like, I would get one for my kids, but, like, my kids have enough shit. Anyway. <laughs> and then the last, as always, Fan Designs, at Fan Designs, P-H-A-N-D-E-S-I-G-N-Z, Scott Mitchell. He just has great stuff, shirts, hats, from all across the music community. That's how I've just got to, I have to say that now, because... He doesn't just focus on one thing. And he custom made me a really cool shirt that I was wearing last night. Scott, again, has great stuff from all across the jam band scene. Please check him out. He partners with us. You can find him on Instagram as well. Um, and he has a really cool shop. That's about all I have as far as our partnerships. We are always happy to partner with these people. So if there's anything that you guys want to talk to us about, please don't hesitate to reach out to us via our social media platforms, which are... Yeah. Yeah, so it was great to see Scott too last night. Scott and his wife Casey it was uh, it was it was fun to run into them, and uh, hopefully we'll see them a little bit later today. And I did actually see a lot of those Jamazon hats around, so definitely good to see that stuff back out on tour. And and obviously, as you so eloquently stated, we are always happy to partner with people in the community. If you want to continue the conversation with us, you can check us out on social media. We are on Twitter at stub underscore me underscore down. And we are also on Instagram at the same address, stub underscore me underscore down. 
Thanks so much for checking out Stub Me Down today. We are grateful for you as always. Thanks so much for continuing to keep up with us. Tell your friends. Let them know uh, what happens over here on Stub Me Down. We are always looking to add some new friends. Skinny, happy birthday, man. Great time talking about this show. I can't wait to see how the rest of this weekend pans out. I can't wait for episode 10. We're going to be doing something very special there too. So happy birthday, man. Party it up. We're going to have a good day. 51, baby. Here I come. See y'all. Right on. Take it easy. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you the next time you need to get out of your shitty seats and down to the path.